Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Make the perfect cup of coffee with Brasilia Coffee. Available in Coles and independent supermarkets across SA. The all-new Hyundai Kona is here. Bigger and bolder. Discover more at your local Hyundai showroom. You're listening to The Run Home with Kimbo and The Roots. Two minutes past three. Welcome to the show. We have a busy one this afternoon. Kimbo on the Roots with you live from Studio Lumo SA. A glorious day outside. Currently 22.8 degrees. It's a cracker. We love having Hyundai Brasilia Coffee and IGA supermarkets involved with our show. So if you're after a car, a coffee or groceries, you can count on Hyundai Brasilia Coffee and IGA supermarkets. All right, let's welcome the living dead. What's the you? What, the living dead? Who's coming in? You. Oh, that's you. That's how you've been described for many years, or the ghost that walks, Roach. By whom? Well, me and many of my colleagues <laughs> and those in the industry, if not you just me. <laughs> Hello, Kim. There's been a few others, Hello, Roach. Kim. We all know I humanised you no, five years ago. Do not. Do not mess around with ghosts. They come. Do you, you believe? Do you, no, do I do, you, do not. You don't. Matter of fact, can I tell a story? Am I allowed to yes, tell a story? Yes, yes, you can. You know, my mother is a very, very deep Catholic woman. Yes, very much to the old school. <clears throat> she said to me six years ago when that dad was mm-hmm. in cemetery. She said, "If you look at that, you know, if you like a Bomber Thompson, you, 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 mm-hmm. dead, I will come back and haunt you for the rest of your life." I thought, do I say it? Go on, try it. <laughs> You're going to haunt me. I'm thinking, she believes in ghosts. Um, well, maybe she just clearly doesn't want to be cremated. <laughs> she and you doesn't. should respect that, Roach. I will, don't worry. But the thought, <laughs> I will haunt you for the rest of your life. Well, you've done that to most South Australians for 30-odd oh, years now, right. Roach. Uh, I said it was a busy show at it is. the uh, introduction there. At 3.35, we'll have a chat to former Socceroo Alex Brosk. Socceroos take on Palestine tonight in Kuwait at mm. 12.30 our time, Roach. Neutral territory, as we well understand. <clears throat> How will that unfold? Australia will win. <clears throat> this is... Yeah, it's part of their winning process at the first part of this uh, qualifying stage. Then stage it two. Yeah, it's it a little bit harder, but no, it should be fine at this spot. At 3.50, uh, Brett Phillips, we're getting him on the voice of tennis just to say thank you for everything he's ah. provided for us throughout the year and to do a bit of a summary of what's happened and talk about the Joker who had another big victory in payday only yesterday, I think it was, or day before. Joker is an impressive man because I heard some of his interviews after he won that ATP tournament. He can speak many languages. Uh, yes, yes. Hi- Very highly, good. Highly yeah. intelligent. Yes. Bit of a pleaser, Roach, though. He tries to milk the audience. Come on. Oh, he's a great Kim. <laughs> he is a great. He is a great. And he doesn't look like slowing down. He is so athletic. Yeah. Interesting. He loses to Sinner in those preliminary, and then 
Gets him in the final. He when knows, it gets serious, yeah. He just knows how yeah. to manoeuvre, doesn't he, through tournaments. He has, a, he has a few more gears than most players. Yeah. At yeah. two minutes past four, Roach, we're going to chat to a young lad. Well, let's be transparent here. We're all about transparency. We spoke to him about yep. an hour ago. He's because, on a plane. Yeah, he's about to catch a plane. So you saw this coming, didn't you? Oh, I'm not the only one. I don't like to take credit when I shouldn't be getting it, Roach. But <laughs> go on. Go on. <laughs> no, no I'm not go trumpet on. blowing. Go on. No, if you listen to the right people, but uh, we did hear about this young lad about a month ago, mm. and Cal Toomey is very good, so you need to read his articles. Mm. But uh, And we'd listen to what the Crows said in Hamish Ogilvie and Justin Reid. They wanted to go up the order a little bit. They had a player in mind. It was Daniel Curtin. Uh, the interesting thing is we, or many of us, thought it was going to happen. He had no idea. No, there are a fair few surprise faces at that draft. And when mm. you get it to the point of live bidding... One minute you think, oh, well, GWS has got the next pick. No, they haven't because mm. now they've got West Coast ringing. They've got Hawthorne ringing. They've got North Melbourne ringing mm. them. But the club that was able to do the deal was Adelaide because mm. they put two first-rounders mm. on the table, a future second, got back two first-rounders yep. and got them up higher in the order. That's quite clear. Adelaide's needs are in defence. Yeah, and one and, of the best players available at the time was a key defender. And we've Good already player. spoken to him. Yeah. Uh, he's, a, he's a ripper. So he went for pick eight. Uh, before we finish up on Friday, we'll try and get ready when they're finished. We'll see if we can get ready on mm. uh, to see whether everything went to plan or not. It certainly did with Daniel Curtin, but they they missed out on Goad. Yes. He went to North Melbourne for pick 20. That staggered me because of the reputation Alistair Clarkson has for not taking well, then again, this is where your recruiting team has to have a bigger say than your coach, doesn't mm. it? Because he was renowned at Hawthorne for that. No, we're not going to draft Ruckman. We'll just pick him off. But he and has they did so, pick off so a few, much young they? midfield talent they can yep. afford to and invest in they someone. They did move on a very, very well-established Ruckman, didn't they? And I think they'd be looking for a long-term prospect. And um, Taylor Goad could be that, that player. Remember so when Tim Tam rang, rang us about, there's this kid down at South, do you want to keep an eye on him? Tim Tam Pauly was the first to break the story yeah. last year. Was it? Oh, it's really a long time. He, he picked it so long we ago. We had no idea who he was. Oh, we weren't even sure of the spelling of his name. We had to go <laughs> and track it all down. And then, I mean, you're right. When you go and do highlights, you're going to see the best of. But even that was enough to so, oh, I can see why Tim Tam's excited here. Mm. Well, He'd two, be disappointed he's not in Crow's jumper, though. 207 centimetres. Uh, so would Taylor. And speedy. He's a Crow's supporter. Yep. Um, you mentioned spelling before. Uh, the. Time on a journalistic masterpiece known as Roochie's Roasters at Ellen at about four fifteen. Rooch, I'll be uh, prepared. Who are you roasting today? Well, my good friends in the round ball game. I, I'm still staggered by yesterday's announcement that all of a sudden we're going to grow the game in Sydney and Melbourne. I didn't see that as Rooch prime need. No, I, I understand that. So I'm glad you're getting it off your chest. I want you to go to holidays in a good frame of mind because you've been oh. a bit grumpy the last few weeks. Well, you, you've been things, the old Rooch. Things that I don't like. Yeah, you're running out of petrol, aren't you? Uh, things I don't like. Oh. The world should be a better place, Kim. Talking of things that people don't like, here's a text. She's talking about the Jaker speaking many languages. This text says, Rooch speaks many languages. He's fluent in nonsense, rubbish and gibberish. <laughs> That's from Will. Hello, Will. <laughs> Come on, where's where's the Christmas uh, spirit? Yes. Um, here's another, oh, this is Mario. Hi, Mario. Oh, Double A had a go at us uh, yesterday morning, I think it was. Uh, Djokovic can speak. people having a go, aren't they? Yeah, they're, they're lining up. I just Rich. keep wondering where some journos are going to get their quotes if we disappear. I know. There's a lot of lazy people. I don't think we're going anywhere. No, we're uh, not. I'm very, very comfortable with that. Yes. Very confident. 
And we're not the ones that are being overpaid, I can assure you that. <laughs> yes, I wondered about that, Tim. Not me, Roach. You. Sure? You. You. <laughs> you. You people. Yeah. All of you. Yeah. All of you. Yeah. This is rubbish. Absolutely. Take rubbish. a pay cut, Roach. Hey, uh, Djokovic can speak many languages, unlike Stephen Rowe, who can't even speak English. That's yeah, Mario no, Rowe. Mario. That's Mario. Let's keep it nice. Uh, Richie's roast at 4.15. At 4.35, we'll have a chat to Timmy Nielsen. He's a good man. Breadback State Talent Manager. It happened uh, again. Father of Harry. Yeah, we went to uh, Perth and we came back empty. Mm. Nothing at all, Roach. Mm. It's 10 past three, Roach. Uh, we'll go to a break. When we come back, we'll hear from some of the talent that was recruited from South Australia and brought into South Australia from all around Australia. That's coming up on Kimba and the Roach. We're here thanks to Hyundai. What do you got to say about Hyundai? Well, I say what I've always said about Hyundai. Imagine to be bold. The all-new Hyundai Kona? That's yes. what it Imagine refers to. to be bold. Yeah, get it right. Make the perfect cup of coffee with Brasilia Coffee. Available in Coles and independent supermarkets across SA. The all-new Hyundai Kona is here. Bigger and bolder. Discover more at your local Hyundai showroom. You're listening to The Run Home with Kimbo and The Roots. 3.15 on a Tuesday afternoon. We have three more days of work before we go on holidays. Who's counting? You are. I am not, Roach. I'm even thinking of staying on for a couple of weeks. The frightening thing is you're already planning the first show of next year. I did. Just have a break, Kim. <laughs> I know. I was thinking this about... This was the silliest thing I've ever seen. I know. Well, that's how I work sometimes, Roach. I was that preoccupied of the first show back for next year, which is until February or something. February 12. I, I walked out to get a diaries. water, yeah. to the kitchen to get a water. I always rinse the glass you out did. even when they're clean. I rinsed it, tipped the water out. I walked back in here without the water. That's how deeply engrossed with next year's show I was, Roach. Well, you're earning every dollar of that overpaid contract there. Oh, no, that's not me. Um, and then I was also wondering whether I should read this. We don't like, we like a little bit of banter with the opposition, but um, it's not us. This is Chopsy sent this one in. Uh, he says, should I read it about the opposition? Ah, uh, your call. Okay. Pemberthy and the two goodies, Graham and Will, wouldn't trouble the scorers on Mastermind. Oh, that's you know, too harsh. I just, I just too read harsh. them. All right. Uh, what about this one? You were talking about your mother not wanting to be cremated. No. Hopefully you don't have to make that decision, Ruth, for many, many years. Thank you. Thank you. You wouldn't go against her words, would you? No, wishes? absolutely not. All right. This one says, Ruchi should be cremated twice just to make sure. Yes. <laughs> yes. That's, that's not something to laugh at. That's funny. Um, here's a good one from Louis. G'day, Louis. <laughs> Um, see, we don't hear as much from our regulars when there's not all the passionate footy discussions going on. Louis mm. says, any chance of Port Adelaide negotiating with the KGB for a few extra draft picks tonight? Yeah, I wouldn't mind that myself. What? Where's that at with the hacking, Rooch? Well, I haven't noticed anything change. Apparently they've got all yeah, my but, information. The yeah, but if they, if they siphoned a few mil out of your account, you wouldn't even know. I'd know. <laughs> <laughs> I'd know, and I'd know where to find them too, Kim. Here we go. Here's a text, Roach. Uh, Kimbo. I'm not kidding. You're not kidding? No. Nope, you I'd know, know where to find them. The Russians? Oh. They don't oh, run. This is they from your run. mafioso contacts. They don't run. They don't hide. They don't get away. Oh, oh really? <laughs> oh, well, it's probably, probably a little bit dark. Uh, hello, all the kiddies out there coming over from school. Uncle Roach. <laughs> digging a few graves in his backyard. Uh, Kimbo, here's a text from Jack. Kimbo, I got the distinct feeling that the young ruckman from SA, who the Crows just missed in the draft, was almost embarrassed 
with the result when confronted by Fox Footy for an interview straight after his selection from Jack. Uh, we'll hear from Taylor Goad uh, shortly. I missed that one last night, but he was keen on going to Adelaide. He's an Adelaide supporter. Yeah. It's a big life-changing moment. I remember Rory Sloan. Like he, when he got picked by mm. Adelaide, it wasn't his preference. Now you can't get him out of Adelaide, can you? Uh, no, you can't. So it's not about just that moment. Get into a footy club, you fall in love with it, and you go, how lucky was I to be drafted by Adelaide? And just West in Coast, case Sloan is listening... I did hello. see him at Rob Chapman's. Oh, yeah, I'm very happy. He, Rob Chapman's six to very happy, Slaney. you got another year. All right. Very happy. Uh, come on, play the truck. And, uh, and I'm happy Bokey got a year as well. <laughs> but I wouldn't have given him Guy! <laughs> I wouldn't have given him a year. Maybe on the rookie list, Roach. All right. Someone that doesn't have to turn that off. Someone that uh, doesn't have to worry about a rookie list is Harley Reid. Everyone said wow. he'd be pick one for 12 yeah. months. This is Andrew Dillon announcing the pick one. With pick one, the West Coast Eagles select Harley Reid from the Bendigo Pioneers and the Tongala Football Netball Club. Played netball as well. Okay, tell me. Said to be a one in a generational talent. Mm. Okay, we said that with Jason Horn Francis two years ago. These mm. generations need to be very quick. But they had so much interest in that number one draft pick that they could have asked for the King's ransom yep. and could have got a fair few first-round picks. Well, what about what the Crows offered for Jason Horn francis to North it, Melbourne to exactly. do a deal? I'm glad that fell over, is as much that, as I love. Is Harley Reid the player who makes an enormous difference at West Coast? Or had they had three picks inside the top ten and got a Dan Curtin, who's a West Australian kid, mm. which would have been the better strategy? You're a broken record, Roach. You know where I sit with this. Uh, no, I'd take three players for one any day. Mm. Any we'll see how this but one plays, he, Kim. He is good. Uh, this was he being interviewed by... Um, Come on, Harley Reid being interviewed by... Yeah, Ben Dixon. Ben Dixon. Harley, uh, it's over now. Uh, fantastic to get to West Coast and the year's been a big one, but now how's it feeling? It's finally come. Yeah, um, oh, the butterflies said a bit there when, the, when, the, when it started them, but um, yeah, it's just a big relief and... Yeah, good luck to all the other boys um, out there tonight, so yeah. How did you handle the hype? I have to ask you, because the noise and the, the media, and it was it was a circus at times, but from you personally, how did you handle it? Yeah, um, oh, I was I was pretty laid back with it all, to be honest. Um, I was just super grateful for the people around me and all my friends and family in my local club I've got on me jumper here, so I was... And my Bendigo Pioneers, so I'm super grateful to have them, and they're all back home um, at the local club. Got a great set up there, so... I appreciate all you guys and thanks for the support and I couldn't do it without you guys, so love you all. Love you all, yeah. G'day to Jeff Fennick. Yeah, um, Roach, I can remember about 15 years ago mm. you going troppo on 5AA because a journalist said, I have to ask you. Ben Dixon just said, I have to ask you. And you just said... ask the question. Exactly. Just You're paid to ask, ask the question. Yes, don't apologise, just ask. All right. thought you would have jumped on that I one. I did that to Sir Donald Bradman once. That didn't end well. What did you do? Well, Merv Agar said, I need you to ring Sir Donald Bradman. You mm -hmm. know, Merv and Sir Donald yep. had a good yep. relationship. And it was a Sunday afternoon. Ring, Lady Bradman answers. Oh, yes, young man, I'll get Sir Donald for you. Sir Donald comes to the phone. First thing I said was, Sir Donald, I apologise for ringing you on a Sunday. He said, young man, I'll put you out of your agony. He hung up. <laughs> <laughs> and I, he, I didn't expect that, but I should have. He can be like that. My wife worked Don't in the ANZ Bank. Yeah. Just and do your job. People used to get scared when he'd come up. I used to watch teller. him walk across, yeah. not here um, to Rundle Mall, the one across because he did his banking, like mm. you said. And I'd see him every so often and I thought, 
Well, not apologising again to him. No, don't, Roach. Uh, I'll get you out of your agony, young man. Just hang up. <laughs> it's a good move, boy. It's a great one, Rich. We're here thanks to IGA Supermarkets. Yeah, How the locals like it. Adelaide Crows took Dan Curtin at pick yes. eight. We'll hear from Daniel. He joined us at four o'clock. We interviewed him earlier today, but we'll hear from him from last night very shortly. Make the perfect cup of coffee with Brasilia Coffee. Available in Coles and independent supermarkets across SA. The all-new Hyundai Kona is here. Bigger and bolder. Discover more at your local Hyundai showroom. You're listening to The Run Home with Kimbo and The Roof. 27 on a Tuesday afternoon. Big thank you to Brasilia Coffee. Stay grounded. Make the perfect cup of coffee with Brasilia Coffee. Uh, Roach, you made me... Chuckle, the little story you like that about story, the Don. Do yeah, it was good. I wasn't okay. sure where you were heading. That's all right. And you don't always nail it with your comedic skills. <laughs> <laughs> that one left you. Yeah, uh, that was good. Uh, here's a text. I like this as well from Blake. Blake says, hi, Kemba and Roots. I didn't think there'd be a bigger curmudgeon mm. in Adelaide than the Roots, but sounds like he has nothing on the Don. Now, a curmudgeon is um, someone that's surly, surly grumpy, grumpy tight, nasty. <laughs> Oh, though, yeah. Yeah, yeah. All right, no, well, there were two of them. There you go. Hey, let's hear from Dan Curtin, Adelaide's first draft pick. He went at number eight. This is he on AFL.com. Yeah, tonight was a total surprise, and I'm totally stoked to be going to Adelaide Crows. So how was it then? If it's a surprise and you hear your name called out then, what was that moment like? Yeah, I mean, just the suspense leading up to it and um, pick after pick. Yeah, it was was a pretty crazy feeling, but I'm glad it's finally finally done. And for Crows fans at home, I guess they're wondering, where are you going to play? Because this was also around the intrigue that you are versatile and you can play all over the ground. Where's the best spot for you? Um, Yeah, well, I'm sure the coaches and players will have some sort of idea, but um, yeah, I'm hoping somewhere around on that back line, yeah. I think it will be, Kim. He's ready-made. Yeah, he'll uh, be in defence. He could even be there in round one. Here's a text, Roach, as we be. go to the news. Should, uh, be. should be called the North Melbourne Charity Draft. Thankfully, there's a couple of picks left for the other 17 clubs to look at. Boom, boom. Time to prune the tree again, Kimbo, and make it a truly national competition. Instead of propping up these continual VFL failures, go the Crows. I'm not mentioning the Kangaroos again. Kangaroo Steve would spoil his Christmas, wouldn't we? Well, most of those draft picks last night were earned by trades they did get. Yep. They earned them. Alrighty, news coming up after that, Reach. We're chatting to Alex Brosk. Make the perfect cup of coffee with Brasilia Coffee. Available in Coles and independent supermarkets across SA. The all-new Hyundai Kona is here. Bigger and bolder. Discover more at your local Hyundai showroom. You're listening to The Run Home with Kimbo and The Roots. Thirty-four on a beautiful Tuesday afternoon. We're live from Studio Lumo SA here at number one King William Street in the city where it's 22.8 degrees. Beautiful day outside. Just a reminder, coming up, we'll be chatting to Brett Phillips, the voice of tennis in Australia. At four o'clock, Dan Curtin, the young lad from WA who was drafted by the Crows with pick eight. Ruchi's roast at 4.15 and at 4.30, Tim Nilsson from the Redbacks will be joining us. But right now, Ruch, it's time to talk the world game and the Socceroos 
conclude their November World Cup qualifiers against Palestine. Or Palestine? Palestine. Palestine. Okay, they need to snap. At 12.30 uh, South Australian time tonight. To find out a bit more, let's welcome uh, former Socceroo and co-host of the Global Game, which is on SEN from 9.30 tonight, Alex Brosk. How are you, Brosky? I'm very good. How are you? Yeah, not mm. bad. We had a 7-0 win against Bangladesh. What will happen tonight? Well, hopefully the same thing. Uh, it was a fantastic result, a nice early goal, which always calms the nerves mm. from, from our big man at the back. Harry Suter got us on our way. And look, it was a fairly routine performance, I'd say. You know, I think the way that they Bangladesh set up to play worked in our favour. They didn't just sit back and try and play for a nil or draw, which, mm. which was great for us. It allowed us to move the ball around, create plenty of chances and um, and score plenty of goals. So I think tonight, look, it, it will be different. I, I think given what Palestine have seen in our previous game, they're not going to be as uh, naive, you know, and, and come out and try and beat us. So I think they understand that they're probably uh, definitely an inferior side. So holding out yeah. for a draw is probably not a bad result for them. Mm. Now, they will see a different Socceroos lineup. Can you... Can you confirm for us that Joe Gouchy, who's Adelaide United goalkeeper, will be in goal for Australia tonight? Uh, well, you, yeah, that, that's anyone's guess. Arnie mm. tends to hold his cards pretty close to his chest. And uh, look, the other day, Arnie, Arnie played a, a strong um, lineup in his last one. So I don't think he's taking leaving anything to chance. If Matty Ryan's fit, Matty Ryan's ready to go. And that's not to suggest mm. that Joe can't. You know, go in there between the sticks and do a good job. Um, I'm sure he'll be in the running. Uh, We'll have to see. But I'd say there probably will be a couple of changes. Um, Arnie's just built some incredible depth within this squad. And anyone who sort of steps in goes on and does a job. So depending on on what they've got, what Palestine has as far as strengths goes, Arnie will definitely be trying to uh, counter that. But in goal, I can't imagine whoever's standing in there doing too much work anyway. So we know... we. This game has to be played on neutral territory. We understand the reasons why. Kuwait's been a pretty good place for Australia. This is now the third time they've played in this sort of format and won both times before. What sort of environment are they walking into? Because we're not imagining there's going to be a full house, is there? No, look, probably not. And I think, obviously, um, given the circumstances, I think it's a scenario that um, that, that is a good one for the Socceroos playing in mm. Kuwait. Um, it is a neutral venue. And look, again, as far as whenever you're not playing at a a team's uh, home country, it definitely makes things a lot easier. We saw a lot of that uh, when Australia was forced to play in Qatar and um, and, and how well they did there. So I think, uh, look, it definitely plays into Australia's hands playing in Kuwait. Um, But look, it's always difficult. I think with what is, um, you know, the story behind the the Palestinian national team and what's happening there at the moment. I mean, these guys will be you know, a group of boys that have stuck together and be playing for each other and playing for their country like probably we haven't seen before. So I think there'll, there'll be a lot of, um, yeah, a lot of difficulties that Australia have to face when it comes to that. But Arnie, again, will have, you know, zero complacency coming out of this squad. He, he'll know uh, and he'll be saying exactly that, that these boys are playing for more than just a, you know, place in the World Cup. There's, yeah. there's a lot that they're playing for, their families, their friends. Um, and that can be a challenge in itself sometimes. Now, talking of Arnie, I know this is subjective. Uh, who's the best Socceroo coach of all time? Now, I know that can be judged purely on results or records, but who do you would you say is the best Socceroos coach ever? Oh, uh, look, that is tough. And, and again, I, I probably would be uh, biased given, given I've been coached by Arnie, but... Mm. 
look, I think um, I think Ange Postacoglu looking not too far behind either with what he's done, um, you know, and gone on to do, uh, you know, the great Rally Rasic as well, who, um, yeah. you know, led Australia to to our first World Cup, uh, you, you know, with, uh, you know, part-time players and playing against the best teams and players in the world. So probably those three, I'd say, off the top of my head are, are standing out. What about Goose? He had was a bit the, of a run on Goose for a while. Well, actually, yes. Goose yes, hitting, yes, is he no, the smartest corrected. Yeah. <laughs> Look, oh, look, in terms of tactics, yeah. if we're talking about yeah. Arnie and, and, and man management and, and all of that, Arnie learnt a lot from yeah. from the, yep. from Chris Hitting. So, absolutely. Now, Alex, you know that every one of these managers or coaches will always seek perfection and never find it. So, what is Graham Arnold thinking after the first win against Bangladesh, where he probably wanted more than seven because I was hearing that he wanted a <laughs> minimum of eight goals? Coach is never Coach happy. So what's he looking for this time around? What do you think is on his mind that he needs to see improve in this game against Palestine? Oh, good question. I think we will be faced with a different a different opposition, like mm. I said, and a different uh, tactically they will line up very different to what Bangladesh did. So I think it'll just be whether we can do exactly what we did against Bangladesh against the side that, you know, bunkers in and tries not really to, to give us much space. They don't, they're not concerned in going forward. They're just staying close, making it difficult for us. And that can be frustrating. Again, we got that early goal against Bangladesh mm. and, and that opened the game right up for us. But if we don't get that early goal, how do the players respond? How do they keep trying to work away at, at opportunities and, and open things um, for our strikers to score goals? So that, that will be what he's focusing on. I feel like the game against Bangladesh didn't really help in terms of... Uh, you know, preparing for a game like we're about to face tonight. But in saying that, a 7-0 start is always great. Arnie will take it, regardless of saying whether you wanted 8 or 9. Yeah, He'll absolutely take the 7 and, and move on. Campaign after campaign is always about regenerating a side as well. Who do you think of the youngest Socceroos is impressing you at the moment? Oh, there's a few. And I think they're, they're all sort of coming in at the right time. I've been impressed by Alessandro Ciccardi in, in, in the games that we saw of him. Yeah. Cameron Burgess, not so much a youngster, but coming in uh, relatively late um, as well. But look, it's probably more in the attack. And uh, Geordie Boss as well, another young boy coming mm. through on the wings there. There's so many that are you know, starting to make their names in Europe and starting to really set those foundations for, for incredible careers like we saw with that golden generation that I'm excited by the yes. time the World Cup rolls around where some of these players are, are going to be so Sam Silvera Cassini Yangi who came off the bench the other day as well doing great things in uh, in England so there's there's a lot of good young players coming through. Alright Alex your tip for tonight Okay I'm going Socceroos definitely and I'm going to say 5-0 uh, 5-0. We'll watch with great interest. Hey, who's on your show tonight? The Global Game, 9.30 Adelaide time. Who have you got on? Oh, good question. I haven't even looked at the script tonight. Which, oh, you uh, like bloody roots. You've done some nothing. <laughs> <laughs> nothing yet. <laughs> but it will be a good show. Listen in. Hey, we trust I, you. I can imagine you're going to touch the issue of second-tier competition, as was announced Absolutely. by the Federation. Absolutely. Your first notion on what it looks like and w- what direction they're taking this? Um, disappointment Thank you. For, for now mm, on, you. you know, the fact that, you know, if we're calling this a national second division, it's not really nationally no. represented yet, is it? No. So it's a, it's a Sydney-Melbourne competition at the moment. So they have said that they're working towards it. They wanted to put those names out there for now. A work in progress. We've still got a year to go, but there's a lot to be done between now and then. So what's it say when they prefer Auckland before they prefer Brisbane or Adelaide? 
Well, I, I, look, I can't say that for the second division that is going to be the case. I'd say Brisbane, without a doubt, has Queensland has to be represented. I'd yeah. say even two teams, not just the one. Yeah. Adelaide, again, for me, it's more clarity for, for these clubs in these states that are still wanting to know more about the competition. We've seen a lot, uh, a lot of reports from, um, you know, from Melbourne Knights coming out, the, the CEO or chairman stepping down there and, and frustrated at mm-hmm. where the game is heading and his dialogue that he had with Football Australia. So there's a lot of, you know, rumblings in the background that, uh, that aren't overly positive. And, and until all those things get clarified for these clubs, I mean, would you be sticking, you know, uh, your hand in your pocket and, and giving up guarantees for, uh, for your club in a competition you don't know much about? Absolutely Probably not. not. So, no. No. so, and that's where it is at the moment. There needs to be more clarity for these clubs, more direction as to where it's heading. And, uh, and then, it, you know, I, I'm sure a lot of, uh, a lot of these other clubs around the country will, yeah. will, will be keen to join. Alex, we appreciate your time today. We look forward to hearing you on the Global Game tonight at 9.30. You've got a good show coming up. You'll be joined by Alicia Canavis to talk about the women's game, Paul Williams on the Asian game, and Spencer Pryor on the EPL because it's back this weekend. I'll do your bloody Don't homework you get for the run, you. Don't you get the <laughs> Very good. Because I'm organised, got it. You've got it. <laughs> good luck, Alex. And Thanks, Alex, boys. Thank you. Alex has tipped Australia to win the Socceroos. Well, they're known as well, the you're Subways. You're running another show now, are you? You're well, commanding that one, too. Someone needs to be organised, Reach. <laughs> uh, the Socceroos are known as the Subway Socceroos. Is, any, is nothing sacred anymore? No. All right. But if the you're Australian having a cricket team falls, oh, they do too. They've got a sponsor. Mm, if you're having a Subway route, try the ranch. I like that best. It's with the chicken and the bacon. Yes. Yeah, and then get tomato lettuce and cheese and have the cheese uh, melted. Barbecue sauce and a bit of mayo as well. Take that to the bank. All right, what's coming up next? It'd be helpful if I knew. Brett Phillips. Hey, to wrap up this year in tennis, Roach. All right, and a few texts coming through as well. What about this one? Well done to Italy for qualifying for the yes. Euros with a nil-nil versus war-torn Ukraine. Yeah. Bit of sarcasm there Played from in Germany, Mario. That, game. that was another one that needed neutral uh, venue. Here's another one here. War-torn Ukraine. Yeah, I would love to see Rucci doing and, and Vladimir Putin doing a press conference. Two cold-hearted dictators. Well, you can't argue with that. Make the perfect cup of coffee with Brasilia Coffee. Available in Coles and independent supermarkets across SA. The all-new Hyundai Kona is here. Bigger and bolder. Discover more at your local Hyundai showroom. You're listening to The Run Home with Kimbo and The Roots. Studio Lumo SA, big thank you to IGA Supermarkets. How the locals like it. It's 3.50, 23.1 degrees outside. And because it's our last week, Rooch, we want to speak to a lot of the regulars that have been our show throughout the year because we really appreciate the input and, and what they add to our show. Uh, this one's not one of them. He's just a good bloke. Brett Phillips joins us now. Oh, oh, oh. Hello, BP. Oh, oh. Hello, Brady boy. Oh, oh, oh. Uh-huh. Well, I, haven't, I haven't seen a check all year, but no, happy to come on. <laughs> Don't talk money at the moment. <laughs> no, Brad, we sincerely appreciate uh, everything you've done for us. Your, your, your knowledge of tennis is second to none, and you've been so giving because you have a very heavy work schedule, so we just wanted to say thank you. No, nah, pleasure. One of my, well, no, nah, hang on, hang on. I was going to say one of my favourite yes. crosses. That's the best. Thank it's you. the best. It, it, well, you two often catch me off guard, so I come in just ready to uh, expect the unexpected. But I like that. I like it. <laughs> We're a bit loose. Hey, uh, tell us what's caught your eye. Well, let's go through the uh, the final event that uh, the Joker won. Take us through that. 
Well, I mean, it's just sort of status quo, isn't it? I mean, he, he's just phenomenal. He's won, you know, four of the five uh, biggest trophies here, three majors, little slip up at Wimbledon, mm. uh, handed the baton to Carlos there, and then wins the, the tour finals. I, I really like the tour finals as a week. I'd love the season to probably finish a month earlier, but mm. uh, the tour finals is a, a special event, the best eight, and just the way he dismantled Carlos Alcaraz in the semis and then Yannick Sinner, who'd been undefeated all the way through, yeah the star young Italian in the final. I mean, <laughs> you know, these two obviously are stars of the future. They're top four. Uh, they're, along with Holger Runa and Ben Shelton coming underneath, they're the next, you know, 15, 20 years. But right now, uh, Djokovic isn't going anywhere. He just, his ability to go up a notch. Uh, and, and as he said afterwards, I, I'm going to keep playing until these guys start to beat me regularly, then I might think about hanging up the racket. But right now, let's let's keep going and win as much as we possibly can. So he's a phenomenal athlete, phenomenal tennis player. Uh, there's not enough superlatives. Whether you like him or not, whether he's your total yes. cup of tea, just what, what he does between the tram lines um, is, uh, is brilliant. Okay, what about what he does above the shoulder? Is he the most, mm. most intense and wisest player since Jimmy Connors? Well, I think with all these you know, great sports stars, Rich, we're always trying to figure them out, aren't we? You know, what, you know, they, they go to the beat of a different drum to reach the top as a sports person. Or you think about you know, the quirky coaches out there who reach the top. Yeah. You know, they, they, they've got something about their makeup that unless you're in their absolute inner world, you, you just don't quite know. But I mean, yeah, look, he, I mean, he stated really from the outset that he wants the records in tennis. He wanted to be the best. He came in as the disruptor. And he's overtaken the Dale and Federer. And now now he's really looking to put the foot down, I think, and uh, have this without any doubt that he is the greatest of all time. And he could you know, have that by some margin uh, with, mm. through all the different categories and statistics. So, um, But, you know, to, to reach that, you've got to, um, you've got to be a certain type. And, I mean, it's, it's funny, there's a common theme every time he wins a tournament. He sort of looks over at his team, Goran and co., and... You know, says thanks for putting up with me for the last week. I mean, what what all that means behind the scenes? But I've heard stories. You know, the way he he deals with his team. Uh, but you know, they're getting pretty handsome checks to uh, cop cop a bit of the the verbal stuff and uh, the out loud stuff, if you like. So yeah, I mean, mm. he's, he's to be drilled and wired the way he is 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 uh, unbelievable, and many can't ever get to that level. Still has a bad haircut. All right, let's have a look. <laughs> let's That's have a look at putting off. Let's have a look. Let's have a look at what's happening on Australian soil. Mm. I know you have your favourites, Maxi Purcell. If we're being brutally honest, we're underachieving as a nation in, in tennis still. Oh well, I mean, the, well, I don't know, Kim. How do you assess it? The men have got nine, nine inside the top one hundred, but I. As I've said all year on the first serve and across uh, SEN, I wanted to see more inside the top 50. So I think we've taken a step there. So Purcell, Popperin have got in. Mm. Uh, Vukic was there for a little period. Uh, you know, Jordan Thompson's close. Uh, but we want them to be really pushing up now. The Demons, you know, playing the lone hand just outside the top 10. We want more getting into the top 20, top 30. Well, we so want I, a I, I don't know what... BP. We want a superstar. Yeah, I, I, I don't always like the narrative of, you know, being content with that nine inside the top 100. Yes, the top 100 is a, it is a, it is a great achievement in tennis, considering how big the ecosystem is, 1,000, 2,000 players ranked. It means you're actually making a living out of the sport. Mm. Not everyone can get to the absolute top. The margins are really fine. Uh, but I think a few of our Aussies are ready to explode. In fact, we've learned today Alexi Popperin's going to come in for Kokonakis, who's injured for the Davis Cup. We play 
the Czech Republic early hours of Thursday morning, cutthroat quarterfinals. So um, that's the change, and we'll see if Alexi is at a good year. But look, can he step up in a big comp in uh, in uh, the Davis Cup? And look, the women, yeah, they're struggling. It's um, it's I, I don't quite see where the light is. There's a couple of seventeen-year-olds, and there's a fifteen-year-old. Uh, who are showing a lot, but you know, to to try and really uh, forward their trajectory is hard. Um, but we need you know more to step up. But I, I can't quite see the cupboard being uh, filled in that area right now. We're like Bob Marley, I reckon. We we were good when we were on grass. <laughs> oh, <very good. laughs> well, we You're were. You're on fire. I'm trying yeah. to get taken off yeah. there so I can get three days uh, early before holidays. What about yeah. the Aussie? I mean, I'm not. And let me say, Kimo, just on that, the, the tennis world is a hell of a lot bigger than what it mm, was. Yeah. I mean, every yeah. country now, there's people popping up from countries. I've got to search the uh, initials there. Where the hell is that country? Yeah. They're producing a tennis player. So the competition is hotter. But, yes, I, I do believe there's another level we can go up to. All right. Well, let's talk about your favourite. You'd be upset if we didn't ask you. Nick Kyrgios, uh, yes. is, he, is he gone or is he, will he bounce back? I, I don't know if he's going to come back. I mean, yeah. apparently, I, you know, I, I don't get access to the tennis channel in the US where he commentated the last week for the ATP finals. But reading all the reports uh, that he was a raging success. Oh. So... He's, I think, decided not to... Uh, he's pulled out of some EXO in December where a lot of players play the exhibitions. I think he's basically said he's not going to play Brisbane. So what does that, all that mean? I, I can't just see him coming in cold for the Australian Open. I, I don't know. I, I don't know whether we'll see him back, to be totally honest. Hey, when's your uh, last show of the first serve? Uh, one last show next Monday. Big three-hour extravaganza next Monday. So we'll sign off for the year and have a... We only get a month break in tennis. That's all we get. And then we'll settle up uh, for a big summer of uh, tennis on SEN right across the network with coverage of the Australian Open and then yeah, relaunch the first serve that, you know, that Monday after the Aussie Open for the entire year. So, mm-hmm. yeah, 16th year next year of the show. So 16. Uh, quite proud of that yeah. across SEN. We've come a long way from um, a pretty ugly time slot late at night to uh, <laughs> a little bit better these days. Do you want to do a long-range forecast on the Australian Open? <laughs> Very long-range. Well, that's easy. Well, I think they probably will build a statue of um, uh, N. Djokovic. I mean, how do you go past him to win the 11th? Uh, I know that's just uh, an easy thing to roll off the tongue, you know, Rich, but uh, the women, uh, it's been a fascinating year, isn't it? I mean, Fiontech gave up top billing, got it back by years M. You know, Sabalenka gets the yips at the back end of slams. The rest, I mean, Jessica Bagula, she's in the top four, but can't fire against the absolute best when it counts. Yeah, I mean, you know, Fiontech, Sabalenka, those two are the absolute standouts in the game uh, right now. I, you know, just before we go, I'm really fascinated to see Sinner and Alcaraz, who's going to emerge here? I mm. feel like Yannick Sinner has made a big, big statement. And Alcaraz is, I mean, he was always going to have a little dip. He's won a major. It's brilliant. He's a great player. He's had a little dip this year, a few injuries, just trying to figure a few things out. Uh, just the way he played the World Tour Finals, where he's Yannick. I mean, he's a big boy, but he's grown as he's, he's confidence. The Darren Cale coaching effect. I, I think Sinner... It's a real chance to maybe overtake Alcaraz in 2024. Uh, well, well, we'll be on that train because we love Darren Cale. And we love you too, BP. We want to thank you again for everything mm. you've done throughout the year and wish you a very, very Merry Christmas and a wonderful New Year. What do you got planned? 
Well, we'll have uh, just a nice little, uh, I might even pop back across to Adelaide, you never know. Hey. Let's do a tour of Australia in December, just pop in here, there and everywhere and uh, see a few folk and tennis starts for me on December 31 uh, when everyone's on holidays, Kimbo, <laughs> so <laughs> as long as I stay in tennis, I'll be working every every January and what, what are you, you guys, what, about four months off? Yeah, what, what no, 11 weeks, 11 weeks off, so uh, oh, yeah, sure. but we need a break, we work Very hard. Nice. I uh, thank no, you, you thank you so much. Um, Reach was saying a little Pleasure. bit earlier. You know, we love having you on our show. You've had your show for sixteen years and never invited it on us once. Thanks very much for that. Well, hey, send us footage of your forehand and backhands, and then we'll make a call whether we get you on. <laughs> Good on you, BP. Have a great Christmas. <laughs> well, well, okay. Well, thank we'll you, Jeff. Never appear Pleasure. on your show, then will we? That's <laughs> it. You'll miss out. It's your miss, not ours. Oh, I don't think he's missing much, Brooch. <laughs> thanks, is. Brett. <laughs> All right, four uh, o'clock news coming up, Brooch. Uh, we are here <laughs> thanks to IGA Supermarkets. How the locals like it after the four o'clock news a little earlier today because he was flying back from Melbourne to Perth. Mm. We speak to Adelaide's number one draft pick. He went at pick eight, Dan Curtin. Make the perfect cup of coffee with Brasilia Coffee. Available in Coles and independent supermarkets across SA. The all-new Hyundai Kona is here. Bigger and bolder. Discover more at your local Hyundai showroom. You're listening to The Run Home with Kimbo and The Roots. Just after four o'clock, Kimbo on the Roots on a Tuesday afternoon. We're live from Studio Lumo SA. Thanks to our good friends at Hyundai, the all-new Hyundai Kona. Imagine to be bold. Just a reminder, coming up shortly, Rucci's Roast, the time-honoured journalistic masterpiece. And at 4.35, Tim Nilsson, Redback State Talent Manager. But Rooch, you're up and about. You are so excited you want to introduce our next guest. Indeed, Kim. 24 hours ago, there was great anticipation for how the Crows would enter the first round of the 2023 AFL National Draft. Would they, as you well predicted, go up the draft order mm. from number 10? Well, from the hundreds of teenagers across the nation, all holding their breath as each pick in the National Draft was called, Adelaide did get their man. The man you identified last night, 18-year-old Dan Curtin from Perth, the best defender in the draft pool. He is a crow, and to your liking, Kim... He's a left footer. Oh, I love the left footers, and uh, I thought he was coming to Adelaide. He had no bloody idea. He joins <laughs> us now, Dan Curtin. Congratulations, Daniel. G'day, guys. Thanks so much. No, it's our pleasure. Congratulations. This is incredibly exciting. I, I watched it live on Fox Footy last night. I saw you interviewed. You didn't know you'd be going to Adelaide. Oh, yeah. Well, we, um, my manager and myself actually had no clue where we'd be going, Um. There's a lot of stuff up in the air, so but yeah, I'm pretty happy to be sitting enough for Adelaide Crows. So how many clubs interviewed you, and how much interest did Adelaide show? How many times did they interview you? Um, yes, yeah, I had about 15 clubs throughout the year, mm. and um, had Adelaide about twice. So, Who were the three yeah. clubs that didn't want you? <laughs> um, uh, Collingwood... Port Adelaide and Brisbane. Oh, right. Port uh, didn't have any picks. Yeah. Now, now, Dan, we read where you had Alistair Clarkson as a guest at home for two hours. Now, is that right? And what is Alistair Clarkson mm. like when he comes around for lunch? Yeah, no, no, that's about right. Yeah, no, I was um, awesome having him over. I think it was just come over and um, suss out the vibe of the family and get to know us a bit more. Um, yeah, obviously it wasn't where their heads were at, but, um, yeah, no, it was good, good, good fun. So didn't he like your mum's cooking? <laughs> 
Oh yeah, I don't know about that. Every every club's reported pretty well on that. Um, but yeah, no, maybe not. <laughs> well done. Big rap for yeah. you, Mum. Hey, you've had to. Oh, just quickly, where have we got you? You're still in Melbourne, and you're about to fly back to Perth, I believe. Yeah, yeah, boarding on a flight in about 15 minutes. So um, yeah, head back to WA and then straight back over to SA in um, mm. a few days. Went in a few days, so you only get two days to pack up everything, and your new life begins. Yep, yep, exactly. New new home. Dan, let's make our audience and us part of the draft interview process. Tell us who is Dan Curtin. Tell us your life story, if you can, in the 18 years that you've lived. Yeah, well, um, yeah, well, I've grown up in uh, Cottesloe and City Beach pretty Ooh. much my whole life. Mm. Um, played down at West Coast Junior Footy Club and um, kind of played as a midfielder for a lot of my junior footy. Went to uh, Scotch College and was um, lucky enough to be a part of the pretty successful few years of footy. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, yeah, played at Claremont this year and um, captain the Colts side to grand final, which was a pretty cool experience. Um, but yeah, that's a, that's about it for me um, from a footy perspective. Uh, yeah. You've had one love hell of surfing, a... Love surfing, love kite surfing. So surfing? Yeah, 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 surfing. You grew up in a beautiful part of the world, Cottesloe Beach. You've had one hell of a 12 months. Uh, as you mentioned, under-18 premiership at Claremont. Played seniors for Claremont in the waffle as well. And on top of that, you're named WA's MVP in the under-18s All-Australian Ooh, team. There's a CV. So you've, you've, you've had some reasonable form and experiences this week, uh, year. Yeah, yeah, no, it's been a huge year, and especially coming off only playing three games last year, was really happy just to get through a full year of footy. And, um... Yeah, I mean, I had goals that I wanted to achieve at the beginning of the year, and I'm, yeah, pretty happy with where I ended up in achieving them all, so. So, Dan, who did you barrack for growing up? Yeah, barrack for Frio. I was born into that with my dad, so when um, Frio first came into the league, uh, my dad and um, grandpa decided to go for them, Um, so I've been going for them ever since I was born, pretty much. And you're a bit of a fan of Matthew Pavlich, who's a good Adelaide boy? Yeah, yeah, him and Fifey, big fans of them. Fifey, you'll have to get you do a bit of work on the guns to get like uh, Fifey. Uh, <laughs> so, what do you know of the Adelaide Crows? Yeah. Where do they sit in your mind at the moment? Uh, in terms of what? Um, well, what do you? Yeah, what in terms of? How do you see them as a football club? How do you see them as a football team? And how do you feel about coming to the city of Adelaide? Oh yeah, well, I'm totally stoked to be coming to the city of Adelaide, and um, yeah, I'm actually really happy they picked me up, and I mean they're in a really great position right now, and they're on the way up, and. Hopefully I'm good enough to put my best foot forward and try sneak a spot in there. Um, but if not, then I'll get back to training hard and just work my way through the year and try to break in where I can. Well, I won't embarrass you, Dan, but reports are you're ready-made to play AFL football, so that's a plus. <laughs> uh, that's and a the plus opportunity the is there. Yeah. The opportunity is there with Adelaide with that defence the way it is at the moment. Who got Thank on you the, very much. Who got on the dog and bone to you last night on the phone? Did the big Texan ring you? Uh, no, so I had uh, Josh Shelley ring me, um, but when I was there I was lucky enough to meet um, the coach and uh, Jordan Dawson so. And away from yeah, that's pretty cool. away from footy, Dan we'll know, we know you got to catch a flight, but away from footy, what are, what are your other interests apart from surfing, do you play any other sports and uh, what, what was happening if, uh, just say, you hadn't been able to get drafted, uh, where would your future headed? Yeah, well, I mean, loved playing um, basketball growing up with my little brother, but I um, stepped away from that about a year ago just to fully focus on footy. Basketball was never really um, going down any professional pathway, mm. but, uh, yeah, it was just good fun and loved to do that in my spare time with my brother. Dan, the first... Of, um, competitiveness there, so... Dan, the first words um, your, and AF... then... your AFL coach give you are always interesting. What did Matthew Nick say to you first up? 
Oh, well, yeah, we just had a good, genuine chat. Um, gave me a big hug, uh, which was nice. Um, but yeah, he was. Yeah, we're just talking about preseason, and yeah, can't wait to get stuck in. And he was letting me know it wasn't going to be easy. It's going to be hard preseason, but mm. yeah, really excited for it. Yeah, he's a bit of a hugger, Nick. So you'll get plenty of those. So, so last one, were you, were you <laughs> studying? Were you studying or not? What was mm. Plan B if you didn't get drafted? Yeah, yeah, did um first semester studying um just to get a feel for it. Um, did part time and then first second semester because I went away on a little holiday um before the draft and then obviously the draft's happening. So yeah. All right, last one. Have you been to South Australia before? Mm. Yeah, well um, so it turns out I actually grew up there when I was uh, one and two. Oh. Um, was born oh, in Perth, but then yeah moved there for two years and then was a bit. Moved over a few times, but uh, yeah, so I've been a few times. Got a bit of distant family. So. Coming home then? Yeah, coming home. Coming home then. Would have hit a few of the night spots so when you're <laughs> oh, one, one, and, one and two. <laughs> <laughs> hey, good on you, yeah, Dan. It's yeah, been yeah. an absolute delight to chat to you. Congratulations to you and your family. Mm. I'm sure you'll miss them. Uh, you reckon homesickness will be a problem? Oh, no, not at all. It's not far from home anyway. Good answer. Four Dan, hours. have you got a preferred Guernsey number? What's the one you wear at the moment? Oh, one I wear at the moment, seven. But um, yeah, not stuck to it. I understand that one's already taken. And, um, yes. Yeah, I'm, I'm aware. I'm aware of the options, but I'm sure we'll sort that out in the coming weeks. Okay. All right, Dan. We'll right. let you Good go. Luck. We know you got a long flight to catch. Congratulations again, and we appreciate you making the time to talk to us today. Mm. Too easy, guys. Thanks for having me. Thanks, on. Dan. There he is, Dan Curtin. Uh, he can play, Root. Gee, your uh, crystal ball worked out pretty well with oh, that one, yeah, didn't it? Yeah, I got a little bit of help from Kautumi, I've got to admit. And uh, if you listen to what was being said over the last month, I was just surprised when we spoke to Shifter, he didn't seem to be into it as much. Are you surprised he was still there at eight? Um, well, I think the Crows have done their homework. They, they, there is this thing called collusion, Roach, where oh, all the no, no, in the nicest we'll possible nice way. Chat. We'll, well all the managers do oh, because yes, they all yeah. have different needs. Yeah, so, well, it's just the way that Kevin spoke to us last night. I thought six was where you needed to be to get a Dan mm. Curtin. Uh, it's a, interesting. It's, it's, it's a good get. And mm. You'll get your chance tonight, Roach, Port Adelaide. Where's that pick now? It's something 16, like 83 no, no, now, no, isn't, it? isn't it? 69 or oh, something? I've lost track of it. I thought, now, I thought, I thought it's what about a there. first round that goes to 27 picks? I know. Hey, we'll get a bit of clarity on oh. our pick. We should know that. Rucci should be oh, all But you know it. that they'll fall in all sorts of directions as clubs pass on their picks. It could be somewhere in the 50s. It could be somewhere in the 60s. Who knows? Well, 50s, you would like. Uh, what That's I do know. Robbie Gray sure. territory. Yeah, what I do know for sure, Rooch, yeah. 100% that uh, your roast is coming up yes. next. So who are you getting into? Our friends with the round ball. Oh, the world game. Mm. And I think you're having a local dig. We are here thanks to IGA Supermarkets, how the locals like it. Make the perfect cup of coffee with Brasilia Coffee. Available in Coles and independent supermarkets across SA. The all-new Hyundai Kona is here. Bigger and bolder. Discover more at your local Hyundai showroom. You're listening to The Run Home with Kimbo and The Roots. Seventeen, big thank you to IGA Supermarkets. How the locals like it. Dan mm. Curtin, looking forward to watching him play. It's always exciting when the newbies yes. come in, Rooch. Yes, it is. And just tidying things up, yeah. we, we did that interview a little bit earlier today, around uh, 1.30. Uh, Port Adelaide have picked 62. At this stage. Yeah. Yep. Could go even earlier, Kim. Yep. Or it could blow out. Yes, you said that in the interview, Rooch. And uh, just getting back to our previous interview with BP, Brett Phillips, mm-hmm. Mario has sent a sensible text. He says, well done to the face of tennis, Brett Phillips, for serving up another ace year. 
He is a good man, <laughs> Brad Very Phillips. Like Here we go. Save SEN, sack the Roach. Plenty of corn to go around for everyone. Yeah, that's true. Well, for now. No, I don't, you fair dinkum, Roach. You're looking at buying more land in Italy. I saw you doing that. Yeah, I'd look over your shoulder. I've got to look after your future. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're going to die first. Um, yeah, well, that's not at risk. <laughs> oh, you reckon I'll outlive you, do you? Of course you will. Really? All right. Clean living Kim Dillon. Oh, I don't know about that. Kimbo, <laughs> here's Lockie. He says, Kimbo, go down to the club and burn the number six yes. Guernsey so Curtin cannot become part of the Modra curse. That's yeah, right. I, I wouldn't be taking number six no, if I was him. Six. All right, Roach, I've been stirring gravy all Good. year while you've been cooking the roast. It's time for the time-honoured journalistic masterpiece that's known as Roachie's Roast. They say it's going to be 100 degrees. 100 degrees. more, maybe. Good. That won't stop the road. Who's going to make the gravy? I am because the Roach is incompetent. Who are you roasting today, Roach? Well, I love we've you. taken lazy, but not incompetent. Oh, All right, lazy. Wow. Lazy. Well, Kim, too often, and most often, without justification, world football fans in Australia say the media is against them. There are conspiracy theories suggesting there is an AFL mafia working against a game that has pathways to the world stage and millions and millions of dollars. Think Craig Goodwin, the former Adelaide United captain. This AFL mafia does everything to keep soccer off the back pages, even releasing the AFL fixture before a Socceroos game. Not once, but twice. (laughs) Actually, this mythical AFL media mafia has very little work to do because soccer much to even my frustration, Kim, does a pretty good job of shooting itself in the foot or scoring its own goal repeatedly. Yesterday, the highly anticipated announcement of a so-called national second tier to the A-League dropped before the AFL national draft. Mm -hmm. Timing is everything. Was it, do you reckon it impacted at all? I think it was mistimed, that's what I'm saying. The so-called second division is loaded with Sydney and Melbourne clubs and does nothing for expanding and strengthening the national footprint of the game. Yes, there's still a carrot dangling for Brisbane, and less so for Adelaide, but it is far from a certain thing. The AFL, that mean, conspiring organisation as soccer fans see it, long ago realised that a national competition requires the game to be played each weekend in the major capital cities. So Perth has two AFL teams, Adelaide has two, Sydney two, Queensland too, and Victoria is crowded. And the AFL does a road show. Tasmania and the Northern Territory do not miss out. Soccer is now, as Rugby League does, putting its national plans in two states. Rugby League is New South Wales and Queensland. Soccer is New South Wales and Victoria. South Australia remains a monopoly market for Adelaide United. The Reds should not delight in such. They need a local rival, just as the Crows did in the mid-90s. They will be stronger and sharper on and off the field with that competition. The game will have a derby again. The match will be much stronger than the one we remember. South Australia and Australia needs this derby in Adelaide. Of course, South Australia needs a viable and genuine alternative to Adelaide United, just as Port Adelaide was and is to the Crows. Sadly, Adelaide City has become a viper's nest and lacks the credibility to carry a national licence even in the second division. It is tragic that at a time when the Matildas are in the hearts of so many Australians and the Socceroos have a strong record in international football that the game at home still cannot find its best domestic model. 
The AFL media mafia has done a bloody good job. Soccer fans should demand better from their leaders, however. Sort it out. Uh, I, I like that, Roach. You, you know I'm not a soccer tragic, but uh, that makes a lot of sense. We need. They're trying to grow the game. We need a national game, a national footprint. Love it, Roach. Uh, that's Roachie's Roast. If you want to have your say about it, have a crack at it or agree with it, send us a text on 0427154166. We're going to hear from Adelaide's second draft pick uh, right after this break, Roach. Charlie Edwards, he spoke to Bixie and Walshie this morning, went for pick uh, 21. He's a midfielder. Big-bodied mid. Good. All right. And then we'll go through a few texts. There's a few weird and wacky ones coming through. We're here thanks to Brasilia Coffee. Stay grounded. Make the perfect cup of coffee with Brasilia. Make the perfect cup of coffee with Brasilia Coffee. Available in Coles and independent supermarkets across SA. All new Hyundai Kona is here. Bigger and bolder. Discover more at your local Hyundai showroom. You're listening to The Run Home with Kimbo and The Roots. Yes, and we're live from Studio Lumo SA, currently 22.4 degrees outside. A lot of texts coming through, a lot of weird and wacky ones, Roach. It's that time of the year. This one says, almost time for Kimbo to head to the Love Shack to catch some more crabs. That's from Ethel from Ethelton. Oh. Well, the crabs are running at the moment, Roach. Oh, are... wow. The double and triple meanings and all that. Well, not, Roach, in your head, <laughs> carrying on like a pork chop. You the said crab... weird or wacky. No, no, that's coming up later. The crabs are running at the moment. And that's oh, what we do right. when we go there every year. What is wrong with you? <laughs> Take him off air. Seriously. Let's hear from, um, and it, yeah, it won't be the love shack. It was last year, I tell you. Um, <laughs> why'd you bring that up, Ethel? Now I feel miserable again. Thought I'd be married by now. Uh, Charlie Edwards went at pick 21. <laughs> oh, I can't go on, Rooch. Um he spoke to Bixon Walshie this morning, talking about how he was hoping to be picked up by Adelaide. Um, yeah, we had a we had a pretty good idea, and I was kind of hoping Adelaide going into the night, so it's turned out beautifully. Been across a couple of times and just loved the city. We had a school footy trip there in year eleven, and I just loved it. And awesome weather, beaches, and yeah, I would love to get across. Yeah, he met a girl oh. when he was over here too. Well done. I made that up. Okay. Um, he said it was a bit of a nervy wait though to get picked. Yeah, so. I was in Bendigo for the draft yesterday, so I woke up and I was a little bit nervy. I was just waiting to see where and started at 7 o'clock, so it was a, it was a bit of a wait. And um, I was lucky enough, we had all our friends and family at a pub in Bendigo with it on the big screen. And um, when it happened, it was so awesome. Um, yeah, so the support I've had the last couple of days and especially last night's been awesome. So it was a bit of a nervy day up until about... 8.30 last night, but after that, it was pretty special. Three good lads there, Roach. If they could be 60% as good as uh, Butters and Rosie and Dersma, the Crows would be happy. That'd be a template to follow, wouldn't yeah, it? Well, it would be. So which one leaves after a few years? Yeah, I'll get back like to you Dersma on that one. Did. Here's, a, uh, here's a text from... Another one from Ethel. Roach is qualified to talk about the world game because his head looks like a soccer ball. Oh, boom, boom. Make the perfect cup of coffee with Brasilia Coffee. Available in Coles and independent supermarkets across SA. The all-new Hyundai Kona is here. Bigger and bolder. Discover more at your local Hyundai showroom. You're listening to The Run Home with Kimbo and The Roots. And we are in the home stretch. Tuesday afternoon, it's nearly 4.34, beautiful day outside, 22.2 degrees. Big thank you to IGA Supermarkets, how the locals like it. Hey, our striker girls are playing in Sydney against the Sydney Thunder Roots. Can you update us there? 
Adelaide batted first. Mm-hmm. Seven for 121. Sydney in response is currently three for 27, needing 95 off 69 balls. I think our next guest was there. A lot of people thought he may mm. have been in Perth, but he's been up in Sydney. Timmy Nielsen is the Redback State Talent Manager, and he joins us now. Hello, Tim. Hi, Tim. How are you, Michael? How are you going? All right? Hello. Yeah, great to have you on, Timmy. Hey, let's have a look at our uh, men's team. For, oh, no, let's go through the women's. Uh, what were you up there doing? Uh, yeah, just here with the girls for their game today against the Thunder. Um, so they're currently playing at the new Cricket New South Wales Cricket Centre, what's called the new Cricket New South Wales big facility. So mm. look, it's a bit dicey. Um, 121, we were two for two for four, I think, at one stage, as were they. So it was, they fought hard, and I think we're still right in the game here. So with yeah. a bit of luck, um, another wicket or two, and keep building that scoring rate up, or required rate up, and we'll be right in the hunt. Well, in general, our girls are going being, been going very well. Let's let's have a look at the men. Uh, they went over to Perth. Uh, they got close in both matches, the one day or in the Shield game, but no cigar. Yeah, the Shield game first. Um, we had an amazing win against Queensland, if you remember, mm. a couple of weeks ago. We got home by three runs, and it was a very similar sort of game, this one against Western Australia as well, and that it was a difficult batting wicket. It was, mm. it was basically the average score for the for the four innings was right on 200, and that's what they needed to get in the last innings, and snuck home by a couple of wickets. So it was um, a tight tussle, I suppose. The positive is we're, we're playing competitive cricket away from home, and if we can keep doing that and be in such close matches, we reckon we'll win our fair share, So as we showed in Brisbane. So, yeah, tight, but as you say, no cigar, and then backed it up yesterday mm. with... A decent performance with the, with the bat uh, to get 270. Again, a funny old wicket, and then we just didn't field our best yesterday. And, and um, uh, Whiteman played really nicely to get 130 of not out and, and steered the Western Australian home. Yeah, so it was close on both counts, but uh, that probably sums up our one-day season, I reckon, to be, to be truly honest with you. We haven't really quite nailed either the batting or the bowling or the fielding in altogether in any game, and as such, we haven't won any. Yeah, didn't want to bring that up. Sitting sixth on the table, the only state that hasn't had a victory. Hopefully we turn that around, Rich. So, Tim, if you go back to the Shield game, is there a session you'd love to have again? Um, I reckon we lost three for 20 yeah. straight after lunch on day one. Uh, we yeah. fought hard. We were two down, yeah. uh, and we fought really hard to get to lunch at two down after losing the toss on what was a pretty green wicket <coughs> and mm. a difficult wicket to batter on as, as the game showed the whole way through. Um, yeah, but to lose three straight after the break, which was also two back from the batter for a period of time in Carter and McSweeney and were in, I'd love to think if we got through that little first half an hour period, yeah. two down or at worst three down, we might have got 250 and that could have been the difference in the game. Mm. So, you know, game of inches at the moment, uh, we did it really well in Queensland. If you remember, uh, McSweeney and Hunt both were hundreds and they mm. put on a big partnership, yeah. but in the end we were able to sneak home. We didn't quite have that contribution this time and our bowling group's going really nicely. We just need to try and find enough runs for them to defend. Back to the one day yesterday. It was good to see Daniel Drew get amongst the runs again. 84 off 96. He did some work experience in here. And here after, meeting, after meeting the Roots, his form was stuffed for go. about five innings. <laughs> he destroyed he had, him. He's had the, the slump from the, from the boys <laughs> in the office. Has he? Yeah, OK, well, we'll keep that in mind. We try and give these guys an opportunity to go and learn about different things outside cricket. But I was down Maybe just stay away from you, Blake. Yeah, exactly. Uh, keep you worrying about cricket. Yeah, you won't <laughs> learn much in no. here, I tell you. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's good to see him get some runs. He, he was, he's been a bit dry in the Shield games, uh, and but working really hard. hard. So to get to get ADI on him to, to get some confidence, hopefully, for our next Shield game against Victoria next week was really important. Let's give you some easy questions. Uh, who's the better cricketer, Tim Nielsen or your son, Harry? 
Harry by a mile. Ooh. Well, is that a, a father's love? For, is that a father's love for his son, or where <laughs> where are his strengths superior to yours? Uh, uh, he's, a, he's an excellent keeper, and he's and he's fine. And he's and he's fighting hard and doing a good job with the bat in the middle order. We, he's uh, he got some runs against Queensland. He got some runs against WA as well. So that was positive. So now he's, he's having a good run at the moment. So it's all going well. I know it's awkward to talk about your son, but we spoke to Dizzy and to Ryan Harris and a few people uh, over the journey, and we've we've mentioned Harry and what holds him back from perhaps going to the next level. Would you say that it's his batting? Everyone compliments his work behind the stumps. Does he have to pick it up a notch with the bat? Yeah, ideally. I mean, you know, he's batting at seven. Um, mm. Probably the guys that are in front of him in that, in that sort of uh, in the next level are batting a bit higher than that. But probably the most important thing is when you get the opportunities. Maybe like on day four uh, against Western Australia, if you've been really critical. He got the fifty on him, then and then nicked one. If you can turn that into 70, 80 or even a hundred, yep. um, yeah, I think his keeping's going really nicely. It's just a matter of getting a couple of really big scores, and I suppose getting really big scores at the time when they're picking teams or there's opportunity. Um, as Alex Carey's found out, it's a, it's a tough tough gig being yeah. a keeper. There's only one spot, and you can, if you miss a couple of times, you can find yourself sitting on the edge. So, uh, so yeah, I think for him to, to it's been nice for him actually. And you know, he's not a father's thing. This is it's been nice for him to a bit like Daniel Drew to get a, a, a consistent run with Alex being away playing yeah. Test and international cricket. And I think he's probably gaining some confidence in that area and, and finding his way. So we hope that that'll continue as you know, it's important that our middle order and, and lower middle order are contributing well with the bat and getting us those targets for the fence. Tim, just on the World Cup, and you mentioned Alex Carey. Uh, was he hard done by? Is that a call you would have made with Josh Inglis? Uh, no, I'm biased, obviously, but I yep. certainly thought he was hard done by, personally. I think uh, where they where they were batting at five or six, uh, it was a difficult role. You're either going in on wickets that you've got to try and keep going at about seven or eight and over when the ball's a bit older and you're getting in maybe with 10 overs to go, or you've got to try and reconstruct the innings. Mm. Um, he, had, he did have a couple of opportunities to probably get more runs, but I mm. thought he deserved maybe a couple of more chances before they did. And I think what we saw was that Josh did a great job, um, but he didn't necessarily make a huge amount of runs either. It was it's a tough gig batting in that spot. Yeah. So, so yeah, I, I thought he deserved an opportunity for a bit longer, but as I say, I'm... We know he's a little bit biased. I'm a thousand thousand percent biased. (laughs) We know he's an absolute gentleman. He's one of the world's nicest men. Uh, There were suggestions he'd been affected by what happened in England. Do you think there's any truth in that? Did it did it eat away at his psyche or his mindset or his confidence? Oh, I don't. I don't think so. Um, You know, speaking to him about it, he was he was comfortable enough with how it all rolled out. I don't think you can underestimate, um, and we'll never really know what goes inside someone's head with the social media and the continual rubbish I reckon that goes on there mm. and the biggest challenge is actually turn it off and not read it if you can um, mm. but no I think he just probably had a bit of a flat spot with the bat at the wrong time having said that he got 99 against South Africa only three or four hits earlier as well so he hadn't missed out totally it was just I suppose one of those calls selectors make they felt like they might need to rejuvenate they needed to make a change we lost our first game and mm. ended up losing the first two and, and as, as I suppose the decision has been vindicated. So Tim you handle talent management and that profile at the Saka, we can be very proud of Travis Head becoming a local product who's made it big on the international stage. Do you feel it's working better for you now that you've got a tighter, sort of neater district game at the moment? Are you seeing that working to your advantage on talent identification yeah. and development? No, I think it certainly will over the journey. Um, yeah, we're only three games into the two-divisional um, set up this season. Uh, the, we're still playing, all 13 teams are playing in the one day in 2020 comps, so the, the bye is still in that, um, that sort of setup. But no, I think over the journey, the first division cricket is going to be really um, 
what's the word, competitive, I suppose. But yeah. probably more importantly, Michelangelo, you know, at some stage we could get to January and there'd be maybe five or six teams that were really a chance of playing finals. Mm. And the rest of the clubs were had four or five or six games to go and no real chance because of what had happened in the first half of the year. Whereas yeah. now, with relegation, promotion, finals in the second division, every game's going to count for something. So even those games in February and early March are going to mean something and Good. there'll be more, in, more intensity about them. So we hope over the journey we will see some diamonds in the rough come through that process. All right, the Redbacks sitting in third position in the Sheffield Shield after five games. You were part of the victorious 95-96 Shield title. Can you see any similarities? Are we a sneaky chance? Uh, look, the build's going along nicely, um, to be fair, sitting in our seats. You know, I, I think that team that we played in went fourth, third, second, first over a four-year period. Mm. Um, we lost in the, the Shield final the previous year in Queensland. Um, and all those experiences and opportunities really do stack up and, and help build the confidence. And last year, the team played well in the one day. It's played in the final. This year, we didn't play so well, but we're converting some of our performances in Shield cricket. We've got a big game against Victoria Tuesday week, today yes. or week today, so hopefully... If we can find an answer in that one in Adelaide, you know, we go into the break, the big bash break, probably sitting in the top two um, with a real opportunity to make a statement, you know, post the big bash period. So, yeah, there's, there's a nice build. There's a good age demographic of the team. They're, they've all played some cricket now. Most of them have played 30 or 40 games, which mm. is three or four years' worth, which is, which is important for their development. So, so yeah, we, we like what we're seeing. We I suppose the biggest thing at the moment is I'd love to see our best and our worst being a bit closer together. Our yeah. best days and our worst days. We're probably a little bit inconsistent. Um, and if we can get that right, we'll probably find ourselves winning those games that we played over the last week rather than, than falling out of them. Last one, Timmy. You mentioned the big bash. Do you like it? Yeah, I do, mate. Yeah, yeah. No, it's, um, it's a tough time of the year. It's a busy time of the year. And so you kind of go from four-day cricket straight into big bash with a three-day turnaround and, you, mm. and your squad all changes and you have overseas and different players coming in. But... The, the crowd, the, the public seem to, to enjoy it. I hope we've got some we've got some really good scheduling this year with more games on Friday nights and things, and we're past past COVID, so that's a positive that we should you know have everyone available and, and being able to play all the time. So yeah, no, looking forward to it, and we're hopeful that you know we can get off to a good start with only 10 games this season rather than 14. Getting off to a good start will be really important to put a bit of a stamp on it. You do that, and you're, and you're in the gun, get to the finals, toss a coin, and see how you go. Tim, great to have a chat today. If we don't speak to you before we go and leave, have a great Christmas and may it be a great season for the Redbacks. Thanks very much, guys. You too. All Thanks, the best. Tim. Have a good flight back. There we are, Tim Nielsen, uh, another good man. Rooch, hey, can you update us on the strikers against the yeah. Sydney Thunder? I don't have to get the phone going because the laptop isn't. Uh... <laughs> Sydney? Sydney? Was that BS then? He could have had no, it on the laptop. No, it hasn't. I haven't got it here. It's been playing up all night. Sydney's now three for 44. They need 78 runs, 51 balls to win. All right. They're going to be playing up all night when it's daytime still. Well, you know what I mean. Playing Play. up last night, wasn't it? I don't know what it does when we leave. What do you do when we leave, laptop? <laughs> Silly thing. Um, big game of footy coming up for the Adelaide Crows Roach on Sunday when they take on the Kangaroos. Uh, Jess Waterhouse, who came back into the side on the weekend, played a really, really good game, did a press conference today. Well, not a presser. It was the uh, Adelaide Footy Club's press conference, wasn't it? A lot of clubs do that now. Uh, here's Jess. We had her on the show when she was first uh, drafted. She's the cousin of Clive. Yes. And has yes. the same That's malay, right. may That's I say. Right. The same malay. Here's Jesse talking about no nerves ahead of this week's prelim final. No, I'm not nervous. I don't really get nervous too much. I more like get excited and have a bit of fire in the belly to um, 
you know, it's just like another chance to play exciting footy. And obviously it's going to be two teams that really deserve to be there, two teams who are in, in the top four, I guess, for the competition. So it's just going to be exciting and fun and, um, yeah, no nerves here. <laughs> Great attitude. Yeah, no nerves. Great attitude. Uh, not like you. You were a bundle of nerves. I couldn't sleep. Away, but I don't know if it's nerves or is it anxiety. Is that the same thing? Is it excitement? Use the word excitement. I wouldn't put anxiety in the excitement range. That's no, more nervous. Maybe it was anxiety for me. I used to overthink, Rooch. Did you? Yeah, yeah overthinker, yep. Mm. <laughs> Don't want to delve any deeper. Good, probably so. <laughs> I'm just trying to imagine how this plays out as you're driving to a game with Helen Reddy telling you how good you are. Mm. And I've never been to me by Charlene. I don't know why I used to play that. Both very girly songs. Here's Jess about her motivation since coming back into the side. I use that as motivation to kind of come out firing and do what I can. So I'm really glad that I was able to play my part, score a couple of goals, be in, be in some um, plays, I guess, that led to goals as well and just play my role. Mm, it's going to be an interesting little preliminary finalist one and still no one can explain to me why it's being played on a Sunday. No, well, you probably didn't make any phone calls to, to find out, did oh, you? They were all at the draft. Yeah, you go, go, get there anyone. we are, Mr Excuse himself. Come on, Rich. The old you would have just worked the phones. Adelaide got one other player last night. It was at pick 27. I saw a text earlier come through. They were saying this lad was expected to go around the 60s. So obviously Adelaide uh, rated him very yeah. highly. His name is Oscar Ryan. This is he talking about or doing his post-draft interview. Oscar, you're in a bit of shock, aren't you? Just talking to Manny Nicks then? Yeah, I'm just, it's just massive shock to me and I'm so grateful for the club for putting the trust into me. And, yeah, yeah. Well, Shifter and Mickey Ablett give you the rap and tell you how to play, but tell us about your year. If you're the big bolter in the draft, you didn't expect to go this early. Yeah. Uh, just... Yeah, just didn't make the country last year and just worked my ass off all, all last pre-season and, yeah, it's finally worked out, so I'm so grateful. Yeah. I think the biggest cheers have come from the Bush Rangers over the back here. You've got a fair crew here. Yeah, we've got a fair few boys here. There's, I think four of us got picked up tonight, so, yeah, it's just great and great to spend with these boys too. So, yeah. Well, pack your bags, mate. You're off to Adelaide. Yeah, bloody oath. Can't wait. <laughs> Good on you, Oscar. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, he's going to be fun, isn't he? He's, yeah. a, he's a beauty. So he was there supporting his mates and his name got called out as well. Uh, he averaged 22 disposals, uh, Roach, five marks and four tackles per yeah. game to finish runner-up in the Bush Rangers' best and fairest. Right. So looking forward to seeing those young lads. What we're not looking forward to, Roach, right. is the fact that uh, Taylor Goad won't yes. be playing for Adelaide. Well, he couldn't get picked up by Port. But he was hoping to stay here in South Australia. He's going to North Melbourne. He went for pick 20, which was a little earlier than most were predicting. Uh, here's Taylor talking to Ben Dixon after being drafted. So talk to us a little oh, bit about your ben. basketball background and when you made the decision that football was going to be the number one sport. Yeah, so I've always played footy and basketball and last year I was just playing footy and basketball for school and sort of was in my ag class with my best mate Tom Wheat and he said that you should come out to South Adelaide. So I was all right. Yeah, right. So got on to... Mark Clayton, the, the talent manager, and then sort of made a decision to quit basketball in November last year and start at South Adelaide pre-season and just went from there. And have you spoken at North Melbourne, Taylor? Did you, did you know they were keen? And how are you going to go moving away from home, moving down to Melbourne? Yeah, spoken to them. Obviously, met Alistair Clarkson. He's, he was an absolute awesome bloke and loved chatting to him. And I think I'm really excited to move away from home and ready for that step in my life. And I'm really keen to see what the future holds and can't wait for this opportunity. Uh, Taylor, any AFL ruckman of today that you've modelled your game on at all? Yeah, definitely. Like the, the likes of Tom DeConing and Max Gorn, 
really like watching them. And Max Gorn's probably my favourite ruckman in the AFL at the moment. Watched a fair bit of him this year. There you go. Ben Dixon sounding very much like Sarah Jones, yeah, I think. Did. Uh, do you want to hear, we spoke to Ashton Moyer. Now, he's the lad that can kick left or right. Perfect. 50 to 60 metres. Perfect. He doesn't even know which foot he kicks with. Mm. Uh, he's been drafted by the Carlton Football Club. This is Ashton on AFL.com. Hey, Carlton fans. Ashton Moyer here. So stoked to be joining such a great team, be part of something super special next year. Can't wait to get stuck into it. And cheers. Go Blues. And another Go South Blues. Australian was uh, Will McCabe. We knew he'd be going yep. to Hawthorne. Uh, this is his interview now on AFL.com. I'm not sure who he's talking to. Yes, I used to live with uh, Will's dad. Luke, um, Mr Positivity we used to call him because uh, he wasn't short of giving you feedback and very direct feedback. You're now a Hawk. That's pretty special, keeping it in the family. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, lots of words. Um, yeah, it's been a long time coming, but finally here. I wasn't joking. What sort of uh, advice does your dad give, Luke? Because he's very strong on it as a player and post-footy, but, and he's a footy director at the footy club now, so he knows uh, where the direction of the football club's going. You've spent some time at the Hawks, and you spent some time with Sam Mitchell. How's Sam in terms of his wise words? Uh, Sam and Dad are pretty similar. Um, quite dry, quite, uh, you never know whether they're being sarcastic or not, and I might have gotten the bad end of that one time. Um, but no, they've looked after me a lot. Um. Interesting. We've spoken Interesting. to Luke McKay yeah. before, and he, he, he is a serious man. And I get mm. the feeling, without a doubt, that Ben Dixon would have needed a few stern words in his younger Probably. days. Probably. <laughs> he enjoyed a good time. All uh, right, so it's Port Adelaide's opportunity tonight. Pick 62. And two others because every club has to delist three players to have three draft picks. That's the rules. So mm -hmm. they'll come in at... Yeah, well, 62 is where it is at the moment. If a few clubs pass, they'll come into somewhere in the 50s. Well, there have been some gems still around in the 50s, haven't oh, there? Plenty. One, Robbie Gray. Robbie Gray. Uh, Sloaney, what was he? He was in 40s the 40s. Or the 50s, yeah. wasn't um, Mario, I'm not reading that out while I can't sleep. All right. Hello. <laughs> Here's a text, Rooch. Um, hi, Rucci. AFL website claims Port has three draft picks yes. tonight. 62, 79 and 83. Every Luciano. club gets a minimum of three. That's why you must delist three. Mm. Uh, here's one. How good will it be not to hear Rucci's roast for 11 weeks? How good will it be not to have to write it? Come on, Rooch. You do it for the team. <laughs> Just trying to have a look who else we haven't seen or heard from that was picked up. Um, Ashton Moyer. I think we'll lose another three, or another three will get drafted tonight. Good luck to them, too. All right, let's What about Tasmania? They picked, uh, they picked, what, three Taswegians in the first 20? Yeah, That's a yeah good that, they did really well. Uh, this is an interesting one from Will. He says, Travis Head being left out of the team of the tournament is funny. Yeah. Man of the match in the semi and the final, and man of the match against the other semi-finalist, New Zealand, in the group mm. stage. If only he'd delivered in the big games, maybe he'd be noticed. <laughs> Bit of sarcasm. I suppose he, what, did he miss four games, though? Half of it, didn't he? Yeah, so I think Still, that would be yeah. the reason, uh, Will. But Australia got that right. Yeah, they planned that pretty Perfect. well, didn't they? Yeah. Would have been easy to here, say you're injured. Yeah, yeah, we're not sure how you'll come back. Yep. Richie, well done. And oh, I thought this was a compliment. Do you want me to read it? Oh, do as you wish. It's Mario. Hello, Mario. Well done, Richie, and another great year of underachieving. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, what do we got here? 
Afternoon, Kimbo and the Roach. Thanks for this past year. After days, weeks like the last one, many like myself find listening to the banter and interviews you both deliver a great relief and way to escape the day's events. I'm already counting down the days until you return, enjoy the break and come back recharged, ready for 2024. Thanks mm. again. Cheers from Alan from Alberton. Oh, that's nice. Al, I hadn't read that. That's uh, greatly appreciated. Any uh, retractions at other radio stations yet? Have they put up their hand and said they got it wrong and stopped no. potting us and all that? No, no, Roach, that's, a, that's all right. We won't roll over. No, we won't roll over. <laughs> we won't play that either. Not today over. anyway, maybe right. on the last day. Right. Uh, have a great Tuesday night, everyone. We'll be back to do it all again tomorrow. Good night, everyone. Go, no, Roach.